dig in the crates. Dig in the crates, the crates, y'all. Oh, come on, come on. Sometimes you gotta dig deep. This is Digging the Crates. I'm Vice Beats. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the podcast, brought to you by The Find. The podcast focuses on exploring the art, passion and culture of hip-hop, going beyond the typical questioning and digging deeper into the passions, inspirations and experiences of those involved in the scene's rich culture, immersing you in the music. This season features artwork from Ross Mullins of Anchor Points and intro music by Herma Puma and Jabba the Cut. This episode returns to the UK with a duo who burst onto the scene at only 15 years old with their original group. Since then, they've worked with artists internationally to create an intricate and complex jazz-infused soundscape that blends the ethos of jazz and hip-hop alongside a smorgasbord of styles, techniques and genres. Their sound has seen them recently signed to the legendary Blue Note Records family on a worldwide deal. Their vibrant and energetic style, combined with incredible technical skill, is helping them to forge their own distinctive and genuinely original sound. This is Digging the Crates with Blue Lab Beats. And now for our feature presentation. All right, here, here we go. Hey, I'm NKOK. Hey, I'm Mr. DM. We are Blue Lab Beats. You're now tuning in to Digging the Crates with, with Vice, Vice Beats. Beats. NKOK and Mr. DM, aka Blue Lab Beats. How you guys doing? Good, man. Doing good. Real good, man. Welcome to Digging the Crates. Firstly, like see, seeing you guys in a, a very blue looking studio, it, it kind of begs the question where did the name Blue Lab Beats come from? Well, I mean, you know, so it's mine and Mr. DM's favorite color, basically. And. Um, not by force, no. <laughs> um, no label, anyway, don't you? Um, you know, um, yeah, it's both of our favourite colour, and like, um, it was just, it was just the thing of, like, well, all of our students have been blue, basically. Well, like my flat before, basically, like I had it blue as well. So, uh, my dad, who's my manager, always was like, oh yeah, like well yeah this is the blue lab and then we we're like well we'll make instrumental music so it's blue lab beats <laughs> you know that's the vibe nice so you just kind of continuing do you reckon it'll ever change or do you think now like you've got no choice and all the studios will be blue from here to the end lime beats <laughs> lime like beats, <laughs> doesn't quite work does it imagine <laughs> You, you guys are in trouble if you ever change the colours in your studio, man. It's a, it's a problem. I think, I think so, like that's that's regret. when people that's when people are like, okay, these guys have changed. Like, okay, this is this is <laughs> this is going a different realm. Like, yo, we we ain't ready. We ain't ready. <laughs> so, what kind of music do you reckon you'll make if it turns lime 
Do you, do you reckon you'll stick with like jazz hip hop or like what? Where's that going? I think no. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a lot of trippy stuff. To be honest, <laughs> it'll be really trippy stuff. Oh, okay. That that needs to happen, man. I'm I'm intrigued with line beats. Yeah, <laughs> line beats. So, <laughs> how did you guys meet initially, then? And like, what was the the first project that you worked on, or first track you worked on? So, yeah, like me, yeah, me and David. It's been nearly like eight nine years. Almost nine years. I was about to say eight, but okay, you know. Time <laughs> um, <laughs> for no one. Yeah, exactly. Um, no one's <laughs> there. Um, so. Yeah, so yeah, it's been that long and me yeah, like we we both met at a place called Weekends Arts College and um basically it was a place that did music classes, acting, dance, um a lot of creative arts. Basically you could go in for two hour lessons for two pound fifty. So the point of it was was a very affordable, um amazing classes with amazing tutors and they were just always really inspiring there. And the people who went there were just that mad, mad talented, really, really sick. Just humble, great people. And um, yeah, literally, I was playing my, I was like 13, just turning 14 or something. I was playing my beats in the lunch hall there. And then David walked past and was like, yo, like, um, I'm rehearsing, I'm rehearsing down here. Like, you know, if you want to catch a vibe, you know, just, yeah. Like rehearsing in the music room. It's like, yeah, you know, if you want to catch a vibe, just come through. I see this guy, he picks up, um, he, he was playing drums first and like I was, I was, I was a finger drummer, or still am, like, you know, a finger drummer, so I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to work. And then I see him play keys and then I see him play uh, bass and then guitar and I'm like, what's this guy on, man? Like, <laughs> and that was it from there, man. And then um, our first, um, yeah, our first track we produced together was for um, a band called Age of Luna. Which I yeah, yeah, which I was in. Of course. Nice. Yeah, I used to love the Asia Luna stuff, man. I mean, like I was with Wordplay magazine at the time and we did like a takeover with you guys on the site and like yeah, like that that stuff was great. But I mean it's it's interesting here how the how the sounds evolved from that point. Oh, where yeah. it I guess it it felt more you had a sound which was really special and like I remember when when Six Feet Deep came out, I was like, <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, this yeah, this yeah. is different. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, hearing how it's gone from that to your own. I was I was 15 when I made that. That's mad. <laughs> That's, uh... I was I was 15. I, no, I just I just turned 15 when I made that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think hearing that, there's probably like a bunch of producers in their bedrooms just unplugging MPCs. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so, what's the point? It's, uh, it's uh, just over when that kind of stuff is happening at 15 years old, man. That's crazy. Here we can see where it can go. Six feet deep, and I bet you didn't know. We can take it from here, we can see where it can go. Six feet deep, and I bet you didn't know. Meet me in the back, baby, meet me in the front. Six feet deep, go me laying in the mud. Meet me in the back, baby, meet me in the front. Six feet deep, I'm a lay one. I'm a lay one. I bet you didn't know, uh. Luck souls and twine minds, you should know what I didn't come here just to dress to impress and flash Fuck, I don't need to stress to prove I'm the best My mama told me success and for the people that rest Six feet deep to my neck, I'd rather sleep when I'm dead So till then, I'm starting to change my life Psychological effects, somehow I'm blinding my sight Little did I know, I needed someone quite like you Try keeping my cool, met me in the back See, I was with my crew and the two tools I know it may be rude And next time we meet, it'll be just us two Cause I know Time ain't well, time knows all See, sometimes only time will tell 
we can meet in the middle, maybe somewhere where you decide. But till then, honey, I'll probably make up my mind. Starting to uh. make these rules so unfair. Where's the principle we once confided in? kind of the next step i mean how did you guys go from age of luna and i guess what was your reasoning behind moving from that project into blue lab beats like what was the evolution from that point yeah so like with yeah with age of luna everyone wanted to go on different paths musically um and that just it just happens with bands you know like every, yeah everyone just wanted to go in different paths um age of luna is it is still actually a thing with the three vocalists but they treat it much more as a, um, I, I guess, more of a collective than an actual group now, sort of thing. So they post each other's um, singles and stuff, the solo stuff on there now. Um, so it's changed from a band to more of um, co- like collective now, um, for for the three of them basically. And then, um, but yeah, all of them just wanted to go on like separate journeys. And like especially with our last tour, we were just like, okay, so. One person wants to do drill, the other one wants to do gangster rap. One person wants to do Kate Bush style, I want to do instrumental music. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, like we were all like, okay, this, this, it's like, let's, yeah, this, this ain't going to work for now, you know. Very much like that, basically. But it was, but like, but we all, yeah, it was all like, yeah, cool, you know, because... Um, I think yeah, we were we were in that band together for like four years or something. We made two yeah made two records basically an EP and two records. So the mixtape, the EP, and then Age of Luna album. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so it's like still heavy heavy amount of work, heavy amount of singles. So yeah, like and it just happens in bands, you know. Some some bands just do a single and that's it. So. I'm happy with what we did, you know yeah, what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. So, I mean, what was the first step for Blue Lab Beats then? So, what what was kind of the first thing you worked on badged as that? Or did it end up where you were just making music and it turned into that naturally? Like, what was the process for that point? Um, I think, yeah, like, the first thing was um, our documentary. Yeah. And it was actually... David invited me to loads of jams. It was, yeah, jam um, sessions. Yeah, so it was stuff with Sumo Chief. Yeah. And so this is what, five, six years ago? So there'll be jam sessions in Brixton. There was a jam session in Brixton. It was called the Space Rhyme Continuum. And it was hosted by a band called Sumo Chief. So the vibe was mainly jazz hip hop band, just playing all the J Dilla bangers. And there'll be rappers nice. just coming on from like 7 to 11 p.m. It's a massive vibe. It's just good people. It's good vibes all round. And then there was a there was a place called Unit Thirty One. I used to bring my drum machine to as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was yeah, actually yeah. Um, whilst I was jamming there, I was still in Age of Luna as well. But I think it's like I was seeing more of that side of the jazz um, jazz scene. Yeah, and I was just like I was like, man, this is this is this stuff's insane because like um, I think sometimes when you get when you um, when you're put in like certain groups and stuff at a certain age you start to like your brain starts to go like oh yeah I'm so amazing for this age blah where like jazz literally just goes nope 
<laughs> it's just like nah, no, you're, you're resetting. You're resetting. It's like yeah. the, like like there's no there's no <laughs> such like there ain't even the competition. It's like every like it's like you're you're there or it's like nah like. But the, but then but then the thing is with with that with that thing as well. It's like I'm not saying like there's a there's a good or bad skill. Like the thing the thing with jazz community that's amazing is just like people are just like there's just such a warm hold of like good folk. And it's a good and, sense of unity as well. Yeah, and the unity. That's yeah. the that's like the insane part with with the jazz community. So when I when I started recognizing that when I was like fifteen, I was just like, boy, this is this is nuts. Like So what was the first jazz gig you guys played? <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking of the first ja- jazz jam and I'm, I'm I cannot say that gig. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm more intrigued, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, okay, no, no, okay, that gig, um, man, I can't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah, I definitely remember what five or six years ago. There was definitely a Unit Thirty One where we were both there, and this was this was Halloween actually. This is actually Halloween. Yeah, okay. this is it. Yeah. <laughs> and and like um loads loads of people yeah loads of people from um hip hop scene and stuff were there and it was just like really sick. Uh, hip hop and jazz scene so it was like it was a heavy night really really heavy nights um and then um yeah so that was that was really sick that went on till like 5am I didn't yes. leave I got home at like 8am so at the time I was, I was carrying um my set of vibes so I was carrying my vibraphone at the time so I was playing vibes in the house oh band. damn and I think it was 5am <laughs> and the other thing is one of the clocks the clocks went back an hour as well, I, I believe. They went back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember it was a lot. Yeah, it was a long yeah. night. I ended up walking home from like East London to North London. <laughs> I don't know why. But... So you, bro. That's bad. With a vibraphone. Yeah, but I Sounds think like the thing about that start. night. Um, I think the the one thing about that night was the whole um unity between rappers and instrumentalists and I think it was that mm. combination that kind of inspires us because yeah I if you pretty much think about it um jazz rap and hip-hop they're pretty much the same thing if yeah. you really think about it mm. and I think it was because we were surrounded by um, a lot of live instrument players I think that's what inspires us and, really. and, and embassies who could like freestyle for like for time and like and and people learn to take turns as well. It wasn't that type of MC. <laughs> they all they all knew like okay yeah like okay cool I'm a passover. Um so yeah like it was just yeah it was just so it was so so sick. My God, it's just yeah. I remember that night being one of the best nights. Yeah, that was one of the best nights. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, early on. So is it that kind of? Is it around the Uni Thirty One time when? You guys were linking up with people like Nubia Garcia and, and Koji and so on. Is that is it those kind of events that that evolved out? So, um, so we knew them before then. yeah, yeah. So we knew them before. Um, I like. I think um, yeah. To be honest, place, places like um, Tomorrow's Warriors don't get talked enough about. Like people kind of yeah. know, but you have to understand. Like I, there was one class. There was one class where. You had Dylan Jones from Ezra Collective, or I mean, yeah, like yeah, playing for Ezra Collective for the first, um, you know, for, uh, first EP's uh, second EP and album. So you had Dylan Jones, you had 
most of the horn players from Kokoroko, you had, um, what's it, um, um, Binka from Binka and Moses, so Moses Boyd. You had, what's it, Nabaya Garcia's drummer as well. Um, all of these people were in a classroom together. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's mad. Like, that was that that was the regular that was the regular days and that um that was that was late days because I came into the the late era of um that they 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 yeah. even knows like you know even who else more. was there I think Charlie Stacy was there so Charlie plays with um Peace of Days and Rocco Palladino and Charlie's been there one of the longest he's he's been there for like what 10, 15 years 10, 15 years ago so he was there he was going there when he was a child. Even then, what at age what nine or ten years old, still ripping it up at that age. So a lot of people went there. Um, Moses boy went there as well. Just a bunch of. So the majority of like yeah, the Moses UK boy jazz was scene, there. yes. The majority of the UK jazz scene has gone there. Tomorrow's Warriors. That's madness. <laughs> I only remembered like that classroom, like really like I think. I prop like like it hit me like maybe eight months ago. I was just like, wow, like that, like them people were like were there, and like we were just like that was just that we were learning. We were learning. Um, um, my God, it was a famonious monk tune or something, and like we were learning that for like most of the term or something. I just remember everyone being like, man, we want to jam, man, we want to jam, like. <laughs> <laughs> and like but then you're having like that standard of musicianship like and but like um the 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 thing that was amazing about tomorrow's warriors was um well firstly it was a free jazz like teaching which was basically unheard of <laughs> because of the crazy um crazy uh, system with um teaching jazz to more rich people instead of where it's the roots and stuff but I listen yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and just making it like like insanely insanely expensive and you're just like you're just like yeah, the roots the sure. roots are from here but then you're doing some mad class system thing right here and then you're like what what on earth is this yeah. um but then but then that's yeah it's kind of why tomorrow's warriors people were like so raw and like everyone was just such bad badasses there that came out you know so yeah from from that rawness and like and the thing was um they really did not want you to learn to um like they, they, they were very much it's a choice to read but we're teaching you to improvise yeah and then obviously you're thinking okay. how, how you how are you going to get taught to improvise it's basically the teachers throwing you a track to just jam to again and again and then giving you feedback it's about using your ears as well yeah so it's about using your ears that's why that place was so raw mm, and, just, yeah. and just incredible yeah yeah i was never forced I was, we were never forced to read music when we were there i mean it was a bonus or essential but the main thing was to use our ears because that's the most that's, organic, amazing, or, that's the most organic way of just internalizing anything any music in general yeah yeah, and there's the, they they always had uh, uh, like um, after the class session, they always had a a jam that went on for an hour before class ended. So it was just like, okay, you guys just do whatever. Um, we're here if you want feedback. <laughs> it was like very much that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's amazing. It's like kind of Avengers Assemble of the Jazz World. It's uh, <laughs> crazy. It was. That's madness. You be digging the crates with vice beats. I think I got you stuck off the realness. A little piff, couple pillness, juice, speech, loose like baby deuce. Cautious is the expression on your features. Always been a minute. Always been a minute. Six minutes felt like hours. Devouring your idioms and minium sip liquor. Till my speech sounds sillier. Similar to Yasin in his most days. I remember most days. I would watch the news for the role play. And try and play pack in his court case. Just high, I'm swinging. Eye on the judgment and smile for the victims. Moaning for the soul and some drill for the wisdom. Uh, we took this and this and this and that. Dialogue culture to seem cultured. Imprisoned by the weather, no Netflix to chill, no way. Let's listen to the music that made our parents stay together. They had Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye, eh? We have future for nostalgia. Maybe our children will do the nay nay. Instead of twerking for their playmates, old minds wanna be young. Moving it to to the now. I mean, how did this come about with Blue Note? Like, how did you guys link up with them, and like, what was the process to get to that point? Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of years of you know hard work and stuff. Definitely that you know, me and David, you know, working together for nine, you know, nearly nine years Coming now. Up nine years, bro. Yeah, and. You know, us not doubting our own sound and us sticking to it. You know, that's the that's the main ingredient of that whole thing. And then, and then, Blue Note obviously got us onto their, um, you know, various artists um, project. Uh, you know, Blue Note reimagined. No, Blue Note um, reimagined. Um, yeah, reimagined. Yeah. Yeah, and basically. Um, you know, asked us to do Montara, and then from then, um, that was yeah. Then from then, um, the fr- France um, Blue Note France, which is a lot harder to get into. <laughs> um, um, I mean, it's like to get in with Blue Note anyway is like just insane. But like Blue Note France is really really hard. So um, they were just like, listen, we love your stuff. Like it's just amazing. Um, we really want to sign you guys. You know. Like it was literally just after hearing Montara, they were like, "Who is this band?" Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's amazing. And then, and then, yeah, then it went from you know a um, French deal, then it went to Europe, and then the States, then heard our stuff. So Blue Note, um, Blue Note New York it was just like, okay, we have to make this an international thing for sure. So yeah, that's awesome. I mean that's huge as well, especially kind of like where where you guys have come from and the roots in terms of the music that you guys are creating. I mean it's that's amazing. And like you say, I guess it's that it's that new era of jazz as well, isn't it? Where like people are saying about this being, you know, the second coming of jazz really being seen as such an integral part of music now. And like you guys are coming with your own slant on that as well. So it's it's brilliant to see and act like you guys representing Blue Note because it's driving the scene forward in that way as well. So yeah, it's exciting. I mean, have you got anything on the horizon that you're aware of at this point, or is it is it just kind of waiting for the next steps now? Where where are you guys at on that front? I mean, like we've got yeah, we've got an EP coming out with them. Um, that's coming out uh, mid May. So like that's 
that's really insane for sure um, um, and I mean like basically yeah I plan yeah I plan with them this year because um, um, we were we were thinking we were thinking of dropping like a whole big project and then we were just like actually I, we want a gig with this big project so we're gonna wait for next year <laughs> um, because like you know just touring is such a madness and it's like I don't wanna like realistically even if stuff does open up in June um, realistically people are gonna be touring like what um, September October so it's like people even next year yeah I, I mean like like honestly next year but I'm saying like a po very small possibility <laughs> Even if it's for three months, that's just, I'm not feeling that. I'd much rather have a, yeah. a clean year or like at least majority clean year for next year to release like a, you know, a project that I'm very proud of and, you know, and just gig with it and like go, go to like many, many places instead of just like, oh yeah, you're just, you're going to just be in Europe for this, for this three month okay. tour. I'm just like, and the fit, and and it's like we're we're on an international deal, and I know we have, um, you know, I, I know our following's grown so much in Mexico, I know it's grown so much in Japan, I know it's grown so much in Indonesia, and it's like we've got to visit there, and especially um, especially South Africa and uh, Niger and Ghana. So, so, but yeah, especially yeah, especially our newest single. Um, newest single blow you away that's that, that's where it's been reaching at the moment so it's been really amazing to see I mean, you were saying about other countries. I mean, you you experienced going to Morocco with Sad Tuli as well. I mean, how how did you find your music was received over there? And like, what was that experience like taking Blue Lab there and, and playing live and being yeah, in that they environment? Were, they were all for it. They were all there for it. There was like <laughs> between 500 to 1,000 or something ridiculous in the crowd. And the way they clapped, to their own traditional music. Boy. It's like, <laughs> it's you, just... you, think that you think they're all musicians when they're not. They're just regular people who love music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way they clap is so sophisticated, but it's normal to them. Yeah. I mean, like, even though, like, it's weird to do rhythm on a podcast, but, you know, screw it, we're Blue Lab. Um, so, 
Like, you know, we, it's, it's the thing of, you know, in, you know, in UK, it's like, you know, or, or Europe or Western world, people barely go one, two, three, four. Like, people just about do that. Where Morocco is like... <laughs> And you're, and you're just, you're just there. Like, you're like, okay, so the beat's doing something else and they're actually do They're doing, um, what's it? Is it polyrhythm? Polyrhythm. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing poly. Yeah. They're doing polyrhythm on top of the beat that you just get, gave them. And then there's one, Damn. there's like one half, there's one half that does that. And then the other half. And then you're literally, you're just what? like, you're like, like, okay, the, so. The least musical people. Yeah. And, and, and then. Syncopation's just normal to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because after our gig, because like, when I was on stage, obviously I was clapping, but at the same time, just like, how the hell do you guys know this? Like, <laughs> or not, not, or not, how do you know it? Because like, you know, like, I'm, I'm clapping there, you know, I'm clapping their rhythm and there's West African rhythm as well, but it's just like, like, well, North and West, but like, it's it's the thing of, I was just like, I, like after the gig, I was like, okay, so like, are you a musician? Are you a musician? They're like, no, no, no. I do tax. Oh, no, I do, I, I do, I, I'm a lawyer. You were just office, like, office what? Job. Yeah, you were like, what? <laughs> they work in construction. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that. And it's, it's literally just like, it's like, yeah, I really enjoyed tonight. I'm like, you're not, a I'm like, sorry, but you're not a musician. It's like, nah, nah. <laughs> Remember, there was also a little That's mosh pit. As well. Oh yeah, that was it. There was a little mosh pit. Really? While, while we were playing one of our songs, I looked up quickly and I saw there was a little mosh pit. <laughs> to a jazz, to a jazz tronica gig, I actually loved it so much. It was just so good. Because <laughs> like, like the song wasn't even asking for it. It's just like it just happened. <laughs> we were literally like, what? <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, Morocco, yeah, that was that was um whole different levels. That was whole different levels. Yeah. Get involved in the conversation. Use the hashtag DTC podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you ready for the fun? Fact, I heard it from the grapevine. Mine, stash, where you could never be. I'm turd. I back it up, I truly in case you step in prematurely to me. I know I get you feeling slightly is uncertain. You stand between a rock and a hard case of hurting. You're fighting for your purpose, but you know that dirt is lurking. I hope you reach your highest for the closing, not the curtain. Don't even go there Me without the mic is like a bee without a snare A little for the youth, they got a little time to care Now here's a little lesson, hold your ear and listen clear uh. Wake up, next, 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 wake up, out of all the stuff you guys have done so far have you got a favorite collaboration to date like one of like the one we've done recently i can't i cannot say the name but it's getting released but it's a it's a grammy award winning artist but i can't but and 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 the they're like the, um, they're like a true they're, tr they're like a true god in africa like with vocals so yeah okay. i can't yeah i can't i cannot <laughs> say it but like yeah it's just like yeah it's insane so like that collab 
um, was like a proper dream come true and just being on the Zoom with this person as well, we're discussing the track. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is actually happening. Um, so yeah, that when that's <laughs> that's getting dropped, I think later this year. Um, and yeah, there's yeah, that's that's it's an insane album. It's an insane album. So we we're, we're on one track, but yeah, nice. like it's it's yeah. nuts. Um, so that Sam um, the Great. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam the Great. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work with her and stuff. So yeah, that's always really fun and just such a humble, amazing human being. Um, so yeah, that's great. Nice. Um, and then who? Who else? Who else? Um, I think though, no, you know what? Support no support gig wise. Um, supporting Royers was insane. That was a dream. Yeah, yeah, Royers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was insane. Just for him to watch our gig. Um, and him. Yeah. Just like just just being his hilarious self. Um, who else? I think for me, for me. Um, Earlier, earlier gig career probably supporting Public Enemy. That was nuts. And I, I supported them when I was 16. Um, yeah, that was that was like just a different. Yeah, that was a whole different realm of just like whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, and and like because I had I had blue hair when I met them years before. So when I supported them, they were like, oh yeah, you're that kid. Well done. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're gigging with us now. Well done. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, just amazing. So, I mean, in terms of your your creation process, but also your recording process, like, I know you've recorded at Real World before and so on. Yeah. I mean, is it that you're tending to find that you're moving towards bigger studios when it comes to final products now? Or, like, do you find that you can still work within your own space and create where you are? Um, I mean, like... So with yeah, with lockdown, we really learned how to just use our own space um, for a lot of the projects that we've done with Blue Note so far. Um, I can't say what they are, but it's it's a lot of music and projects, um, <laughs> and we've done it yeah. we've done it all in this room, you know. Um, and we listen. We even we even we even got we we got a string section, um, you know, by email. <laughs> power technology listen and like I mean like even though it was like, absolute terror to do but like you know we got it done and like when I play it to people they're like how much did you pay for this orchestra I'm like this is for people <laughs> <laughs> so yeah That's mad. yeah but the you know the thing That's was awesome. I made sure the four the four string players were um basically they were multi, they were multi-instrumentalists but in the string world so they could play violin viola cello mm. you know so then so then when you have wow. that then you have the layers of basically an orchestra because when when they're tracking it with different tones then um it's just it's just a really um a beautiful sounding thing um string section basically but done at home <laughs> Which was nice, um, but yeah, that's gonna yeah, that'll be um, you know, possible. One of them tracks will be hopefully um, near the end of this year or next year, basically. That's great. Okay, what went wrong? Uh, my people today, no care for our being, we just care about the fame. No, we care about the matter double time, so we lays. Thinking we're at the stage, so being better get paid. Wow. I just wanna go back, then back when it ain't that was 
wasn't something that you paid no. A ghost didn't care about the size of their ass and their tits And back when younger kids were looking at age Was humble back in the day Ay. So if you're rolling with me I'll show you about the love and life you should be getting for free Oh, uh, yeah So if you're rocking with me I'll show you about the love and life you should be getting for free Ay. Uh, So if you're rolling with me I'll show you about the love and life you should be getting for free Oh, uh, yeah So if you're rocking with me I'll show you about the love and life you should be getting for free in terms of your process when you're creating as well, I mean, so you said that you've refined things when you've been in the studio, but I mean, how how do the two of you start tracks? Is there like generally a way that things kick off? So the way it would normally go about if we're going to make something from scratch. So he would start with a drum beat. When the drum beat's done, I'll try and think of something on the piano or on the keyboard, guitar or bass. So when I try and think of something, I try and make it relate to what the drums have done. And then once I've kind of got that down, that way we can build up from there and he'll arrange it. And after I've put um, necessary instruments down, he can arrange it. And and yeah, that's how you go about building things. Yeah, so it's, it's basically, it's very much like if you imagined it like, you know, building blocks really. So you've got drums, rhythm, and then chords. Then sometimes it's bass or melody. Um, depending, it's kind of like the, the, the third point is like, okay, what do we want the track to be the main like theme of? Do we want the bass line to be the main, you know, the main vocal point? Or do we want like, you know, it to be a softer, melody, more mellow melody track? You know, so the third, that third bit, that third building block is like just making that decision. And then it's um, then it's sound design and just like tweaking a few things because like, I'm just a Capricorn perfectionist and that. <laughs> Basically, um, so it's like I'm kind of mixing the track at the same time. Um, and then and then like I'll just spend like um, I'll spend like half an hour doing that and then half an hour to an hour doing that and then David then will um, will take a solo basically yeah nice that's awesome so you've got a real kind of lockdown process that works for you guys to build what you're doing that's that's awesome I mean what was the first remix that you guys worked on wow first, okay wait first remix damn okay um, I think it was the first yeah the first come like the first big one was um rag and bone man human okay yeah rag and bone man human um yeah we did that um i mean it was it's it's labeled the age of um the age of luna remix because like um blue lab um we didn't have a we, we didn't even come up with the name blue lab yeah. beats we didn't like, have officially then basically yet. so it was yeah it was labeled the age of luna remix um but yeah we did that um, and then after that, then we did Ju- uh, Duo Lipper, which is like so mad because when we when we when we uh, remixed that, she was at thirty thousand followers on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> which is insane <laughs> to think because she's at like I don't I, like I'm probably like a hundred million or something like or like <laughs> or fifty million something. It's just it's nuts. Um, but yeah, and and her music video. I remember they, they were just like, oh yeah, we just want to boost the promotion. We're just getting remixes. In my head, bit just being like, this person's going to blow. I'm not really sure what our remix, you know. It's like, we're going to remix it anyway, but like this person's going to blow anyway, you know. <laughs> um, 
But like literally, I, me- I remember them just being like, okay, we're just looking for as many resources, bro. I'm just like, shit, chill, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. I'm just like, listen, I'm like, you know, we're, you know, we're thanking you for, you know, getting us on this because it's like, yeah, like we can, we, yeah, we know this person's gonna get, gonna be big for, for real, for real, like. And then, and then now, what Grammys and stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That was mad for sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Look in the mirror, and what do you see? Do you see it clearer, or are you deceived? In what you believe? Cause I'm only human, after all And you're only human, after all Don't put the blame on me Don't put your blame on me I know it's kind of almost become like military secrets with you guys not being able to talk about some stuff that's going on. But I mean, what what is it that what 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 in terms of like what you're doing musically? Are there things that you you're aspiring to? Like any particular venues that you think we have to play there, or like any specific artists where you think like they're in kind of the upper echelons of the musical world, but you're like, yes, like it has to be them. Like, are there any kind of specific goals that you guys are setting out to achieve i mean the incredible achievement of blue note but like yeah, yeah. other other things in terms of the other aspects too i mean like to be honest like whatever blue note throws at us like it's just it's been really mind-blowing um and yeah just see, just seeing like yeah just seeing what they've been throwing at us recently like i can't say like it's annoying because i can't say the artists but like it's just like and and what we've done for them and like um it's just it's just been insane so it's like even if i said like it's the thing with even if i said like oh i'd love to work with this person i know blue note within like six months will be like oh yeah by the way because <laughs> like like even like it's like even within signing for the first month they got they got some of my like all-time heroes you know like for us to work with and it's just like what is going on like um so but i think um of anyone now definitely anderson pack because like yeah he's just incredible uh, i actually supported him when i was 17 um so yeah he's, he's really, i actually have really, his birthday but yeah Yes, that's it. Really? Yeah. Oh, mad. So, yeah. So, yeah, I supported him when I was 17 in... uh, It was just some, um, like, holiday resort island sort of thing. But it was, like, mad beautiful there. Um, So, yeah, that was... Yeah, in um, Croatia. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was really sick. And then... um, Yeah, just chilled with his band afterwards. It was just, like, mad, mad vibes. Really, really good vibes. Um, and then so yeah it'd definitely be a dream to work with him for sure um, 
Who else? I think, yeah, Ke- yeah Kendrick Lamar, obviously. Um, I mean, you know, when, like, I just want him to drop an album. <laughs> like, it's just one of that, like, 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 I can't even say anything. I'm just like, please just, just drop, just drop something. Like, I beg, I beg. <laughs> Because um, no one, no one, no one knows when he will or what at what type of album, like as well. But like, yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I just want him to just drop something. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that. Um, um, oh, Wizkid! Oh my God, Wizkid! That'll be that'll be a dream collab. That and um, Burner Boy for sure okay yeah because i we're, we're very much just like um we're venturing in the afro beats scene as well yeah um because definitely like in yeah in lockdown just me and david just kind of had a realization of just like you know what we want to just like just just with certain tracks really just come back to motherland you know yeah um because mm. yeah like it's because it's just it's it's just the mad 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 spiritual place and um, the place where the places where Afro beats is going is like so insane as well musically um, so especially mm-hmm. yeah especially with kids last record like that was just like okay every track on this is just like just crazy the production's insane um, and yeah just like just just stuff like that's just mad inspiring and yeah like yeah yeah Wizkid yeah definitely that'll be amazing collab for real no, for sure. And I mean, like, it's amazing that those kind of artists are getting noticed on Grammy levels as well, isn't it? And it's like, oh, yeah. it feels like it's it's fusing across the world in that sense. And and I guess as well, with online collaborations being possible and so on, it's making things like that more feasible as well. So, yeah, it sounds sounds good. Like, it sounds exciting. And what about venues? Are there any places that you guys haven't performed yet that you'd love to? Um, yeah, Blue Note, New York. And stuff. I think. I mean, the thing is, it's like I know when, you know, when like borders and all of that like properly opened up, um, just COVID safe and everything. You know, like I know we're gonna be playing in a lot of the Blue Note venues, sort yeah. of thing. But like, um, there's a place called Smalls as well. Mm. That's a really great place. There's a place called Smalls. Yeah, and I think I've heard of a place called nice. Arlene's Groceries. That's also based in New York, I believe. Yeah, Arlene's Groceries, that's another there's, great venue. Well, so there's, um, there's the place, Miles Davis, um, Herbie Hancock, what's it, um, what's it, what's it, Miles Davis's young, um, the youngest drummer there. Tony. Yeah, Tony, yeah. Like, Williams, the, yeah. What, what, was the, what was the jam? There was a jam, basically, like, all of them, like, mad legends just used to always chill at, basically, in New York. Um... I'm not sure yeah. if it's I'm not sure if it's open now, but like um but even just places near it where um there's there's like a lot of jazz venues with like just just loads of badasses there. Um so yeah, like just just well for me I'd be I'll be witnessing it like I'm like my finger drumming levels like it's nice but like I've like to play swing at them tempos there it's a bit it's a bit crazy. <laughs> You know, like if it's if it's a hip hop jam, if it's a hip hop jam, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, like I love to share the experience too. But when it's when it's swing at like you know 300 and something BPM, I'm just like, yo, <laughs> fingers are falling off. 
got into finger drumming or was that the first thing that you got into in that sense like was that the first instrument when you thought yeah this is my thing or were, were there things before it um so like i was let me think so i my first my first instrument was bass guitar and i went on to keys um and then dropped them and then went on to drumming and then went to Tomorrow's Warriors to learn um, a bit of, about jazz drumming. And then there was um, there was a kid there was a kid there that just like completely beat my ass on drumming. <laughs> Anytime I was there, so I was like, you know what? I'm like, and this, the guy was just swinging at crazy tempos. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna take a break from drumming a little bit. I was still drumming here and there, but like um, then. Then someone then introduced me to finger drumming and I was like, this is really cool because I'm like, I can keep my sounds as well. Because <laughs> like the fit, like I was, I was kind of like, I was like with a live kit, like, because because like sonically, well, especially for back then as well, sonically, I was like, I'm like, I love live kit, but I'm just like, I still want, I just want like hard hip hop, not like knocking drums, like, which like sometimes yeah. you don't get. Like you can get amazing swing on kit and stuff, but like sometimes it's that that sonic of just like a snare sounding like it's about to like explode. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> which you you can't get on a live kit unless you tune it weird ways. But but still, even then, but like you know, so I I just I just really like that. And then especially with lock um what's it lockdown and then um um what's it there was the. There was a thing called um, Park Jams that happens. What was it every Monday? Yeah, every Monday. Yeah, yeah, every Monday in South yeah South London. I mean, we're we're north, so it was it was a terror to travel down there. Every, nice travel. Yeah, every week. Um, <laughs> um, so, but basically, um, <laughs> like the musicians there were just like it was just so raw and just like amazing vibe. Um, so I just I was just bringing my drum machine down there, um, and they they had a generator there basically electric generator so like people just plugging in yeah. um, um sometimes yeah sometimes the jams were like hilarious because there would be three guitarists at one point you're just like what is going on <laughs> but like that but like that's i just i love the madness i love the madness of that jam so much um 
But it was such a beautiful place. There's such yeah. amazing people. There's good vibes. Yeah. It was good. It was great. Until yeah. someone decides to try and like spoil the fun <laughs> and call the police. Yes. And shut everyone down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mad. You know, the, mu- the musicians and like we even made sure people were socially distancing and everything. You know, people were just like, would shut us down so early. It was like, what? One, one point was like 7 p.m. I'm just like, this ain't even legal. <laughs> this isn't even the legal cutoff time. I'm like, seven, what are you doing? Like, how, uh, how annoyed are you with your own life? So they're the ones breaking the law. <laughs> yeah, them ones. <laughs> so yeah, literally, uh, like, yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, it was, yeah, like such, such beautiful jam session for real. And like, and just like I think like the like the chaotic but amazing times was like when there would be like you know ten to fifteen people on stage like social distance but like you know all all like just basically in a circle just jamming and like fifteen musicians just going at it at the same time it's like that was that was amazing yeah yeah that's awesome Blue Lab Beats thank you so much for spending the time on digging the crates it's been really good talking to you guys and you know just best of luck with with all the secretive music that's coming out and uh hope it all goes well and can't wait to hear what you guys are working on and and i'm sure kind of whatever whatever journey it is you're taking with this like, i'm sure it'll sound amazing so yeah best of luck with it and it's and it's been a pleasure talking to you guys so thanks for your time thank you man. Hey, thank, thank you. you so much man thanks, cool man. no worries peace yes, man. take care she wants some she could dance to Stand back in amazement, someone hold her coat She came here to sweat, back up off the walls She's the main event, fuck it up, fuck it up again Dash my, dash my best friend, she's the main event And she wants some, she can dance to Fuck it up, fuck it up again Close your eyes and sway, fuck it up Fuck it up again She wants some, she can dance to It feel good, don't it? Damn Came here to work a sweat To find out more about each episode, including the tracks played, go to thefinemag.com.